Welcome to the Baron's Hideout Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin. And I'm your co-host, Aaron. Before we get into the movie, we want to take a second of your time to talk about where you can find us online. You can find us on Twitter, which is the BHO underscore podcast. Also on Instagram, which is the Baron's Hideout underscore podcast. Where can they find you, Aaron? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at double AA row. You can find all these links and more on our link tree. Lastly, if you want to support us and a small business, Twisted Allure, you can use our code BHO podcast for 5% off. Come listen if you dare. Hideout Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin. And I'm your co-host, Aaron. And today, we are covering, I guess like it's another like kind of serious topic, um, but also not really. Um, that's along with this movie. It's um, We're covering American Mary. Um, Aaron, this is your first time seeing us, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like always. I don't even know why I asked that anymore. <laughs> Most of the time it is. <laughs> I, don't, I really don't know why I asked that. I mean, I guess... Like, there's like a few of the classics sure. we've done that I've seen, but... Yeah. But, um, overall, as usual, before we get into everything, your your first impressions. What, what are you, What's your takeaway from this movie? Like, before I watched it, or...? Just, just like, right now. Just, like, before we get uh-huh. to the full, like, review and everything at the end. Like, what's your first takeaway? Well, like I was telling you, like, it's gory. That's yes. cool. Yes. Um, you know, um, I think, like I said, I was just telling you, I think it's cool how they touch on a subject and, like, a, you know, like, a community that... Mm-hmm. doesn't really get a lot of like light shit on it so i think it was kind of cool um oh, yeah seeing like just telling a story you know of like a typical girl who's going to fucking med school can't afford it you know that's extremely common now you know and oh especially nowadays to, yeah, like anywhere pay her way through school and she ends up in this like scene where she you know she would never would have seen herself so i thought it was it yeah was, it was fun I love this movies. If you like this style of movies, you gotta check out the other very stuff. Very dark, that, very red. Yeah, the um, the Soska sisters they have done a lot of things kind of in this vein. They just did something kind of recently. Um, uh, I forget what the hell it was, but it was like another show that's on Netflix. Um, I think it was part of the the new series of like the um, I think a Blair uh, Manor or something. I think they did an episode mm-hmm. on it, but yeah, they're very good. And also. 
um, for anybody who is really interested in like kind of the background of the so the so Soska. Sorry, it's because there's another S in there, so I gotta remember to say that. Soska sisters, go listen to the interview that Mick Garris did late last year. It was kind of his comeback of bringing people in person, and they were their first guests there. And it's great. They are so funny. Um, a little bit of um, background on them is like they've been wanting to do films and stuff for a long time. And um, obviously, they're from, um, I forget where they are, um, but they are from outer states. Um, I want to say it was like Sweden, but I don't think so, right? Um, Maybe I'm completely wrong about that. Soska, that's a Sweden name, isn't it? I always forget where they're from, but anyway, they're from another country, and um, they wanted to do films. Canada. Canada? Really? No way. Oh, wow. I'm completely wrong. Sorry, guys. But um, yeah, they've been wanting to do films for a a really long time, and um, they had really strong supporters with with their parents. And um, especially their father. Their father was always, you know, kind of there supporting everything they were doing, whether it was, like, writing or, like, smaller, like, plays or anything that they were mm-hmm. associated with. And as soon as, like, the, listening to this in, in, in the interview that they um, did with Mick Garris, it literally tore me apart because they were, I think it was this, actually it was the film before the state. They remade another movie Dude, I need, I should have like looked up some more stuff on them, but they did a, a remake of a classic horror movie, and I think it was before this one, but it could be wrong. no, it was. Yeah, I'm getting it all wrong, guys. I'm pretty sure it was American Mary, and then they started getting their their stuff rolling because I think they were talking about this one and how it was kind of like mm-hmm. really hard to get everything rolling because it was the first time you know filmmakers getting fundings, so you know the usual yeah. stuff. And like I said, their father was like highly supportive of them. And as soon as this movie was made, before he could even see it, he passed away. Shit. So uh, that that obviously you know hurt them a lot, but they knew that like he knows, you know. Yeah. So like listening to that in the, in the interview, go listen to that because it's obviously I, I, they say it way better than I do. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's very heartbreaking, but it's also you know really heartwarming that they are continuing to do these things that they are so passionate about and i love their style of film because it's so witty and outrageous but dark at the same time like this in this movie particularly all the characters just seem like cartoon characters the way that they talk and everything you know it's great reminds me of like a dystopian type like follow like ask like you know what i mean yeah i know exactly what you mean (laughs) cyberpunk yeah yeah exactly like there's a lot of stuff in it and um Catherine Isabel, I think she does great. I mean, everybody knows her from fame of Ginger Snaps. Mm-hmm. Um, I love everything that Catherine's in. She hasn't really done a lot recently, but the stuff that she has been in has been like kind of on this level of dark, yeah. but has some comedy in it. And just seeing how she goes through this film, oh, like just her personality just completely oh, yeah. cracks mm-hmm. at the very end is is crazy. But um, anyway, uh, Aaron, why don't you go through some of the people that are starring in this? Uh, in this film. Alrighty. So starting off, I'm playing Mary Mason is Catherine Isabel. Yeah, she's been in quite a few stuff like Disturbing Behavior, um, Ginger Snaps, all the Ginger Snaps she's been in. Um, I don't think there's like really anything super recent, but maybe I'm Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah. Insomnia. Ghosts. Night of the Animated Dead? Or Night? I don't know. Was it, it must have been like maybe like a voice acting. Maybe thing? yeah, Night of the Animated Dead. Oh, I guess I should do a bit of voice acting, so that's pretty cool. Green Sea, uh, the Long Island serial killer. 
Yeah, you see, like, all the stuff that she's in, it's been kind of on a dark side, and that's why I like. Mm-hmm. Um, then we got Antonio Cupo, who plays Billy Barker. I still don't know if I like that guy or not. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. He was in <clears throat> Blood and Treasure. Never heard of it. Um, Bomb yeah. Girls. Okay. Uh, Peacemaker. Okay, so he's in the new Peacemaker thing. Okay. Still haven't seen that. Uh, the Legend of L.A. LaRona? Uh, yeah, um, La LaRona. La LaRona, yeah. okay. Sleeping with Danger. A wow. Glenbrook Brook Christmas. <laughs> wow, so I guess these people kind of went off and, like, had a much bigger career than I thought. Mm-hmm. Well, um, then we got Betty Boop. Uh, yeah. Tristan Risk. I gotta say, the makeup and effects on oh, yeah. Beatrice is great. Right. Uh, the, the actress doesn't even look anything like what she looks like on film. No. Either. We're looking at it right now, and she doesn't look anything like that. Nope. Uh, Frankenstein created bikers. <laughs> Amazon Hotbox. Uh, Isla. Um, looks like a an, couple animated things. Okay, some, some more voice acting. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Something called a movie called Anxiety. Hmm. Uh, probably all the main people yeah right? it's like this like this there are a bunch of characters in this film but there's only a few main yeah, ones important. yeah um but uh how about uh any crappy reviews or anything on imdb i always think if it's imdb or uh-huh. rotten tomatoes that we see uh, usually rotten tomatoes rotten tomatoes you that tomatoes <laughs> tomatoes rotten all right Tomato meter, 53 reviews, 62%. I guess that's not too bad. It could be worse, yeah. Um, for the kind of film that this is, because it is, like I said, kind of witty and dark and Kind of like weird. edgy and like... It's very edgy. And this came out, what, what was the year? 2012. 2012. See, this feels like a 2006 movie It does, yeah. It really feels like a 2006 movie. Kind but of like that, like thing. that, that generation of horror movies when the remake of Blood, My Bloody Valentine came out. That type of like yeah. that, like I feel like it came out around that time. Yeah, but it's a great film. It's like an hour and forty something minutes, but it yeah. goes by really fast. It does very very fast. I love this film. Um, and then we got the audience score with five thousand plus ratings, fifty two percent. Okay, I mean that's still not too bad. It's above average, slightly. Excuse me, slightly. Mm-hmm. So uh, um, okay, I, I'm not too too upset with that, but how um, this movie is. All right, uh, the shittiest review: All <laughs> horror about a Seattle surgery dropout is a mediocre specimen of the Canadian kinky flesh genre of antiviral crash and kissed. End credits say for Eli Roth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. I think they were saying they were kind of big fans of Eli Roth, then, if I remember correctly, in that interview with McGarris. The top review is sexy and delightfully deadpan. Catherine Isabel absolutely kills it as a loner med student, Mary, so passionate about her perfecting her surgical skills that she spends her evenings suturing turkey flesh. Mm-hmm. That's a good review. Okay, yeah. I like that. That I agree on that one. Yeah. The first one, not so much. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but... but everybody's got to, like, you know, hate something. There's always got to be one thing that's slightly off and, you know, oh, yeah. gets people upset. Um, but I think that's probably it for you know kind of the background of this film. There's really not much that goes on. Um, it's pretty straightforward. 
yeah, and like, so it's sort of a small film. Um, cast, like I said, there's quite a few people, but it's really it doesn't seem that huge because you get introduced to everybody, and then the world kind of like shrinks a little bit. Mm-hmm. But um, I think unless you have anything else you want to say, Aaron, we will um dive right into American Mary. I quit med school today. That shouldn't come as a surprise to you. I'm changing specialties, Dr. Grant. Have you ever heard of body modification? Dr. Mengele heute Abend. What's that? Dreams, yeah? Yeah. American Mary. Um, you want me to start off or do you want to start off? Yeah, you can start off. Okay, so um, I uh, we start off with um, you know, like the super like edgy industrial kind of like metal titles and music and stuff in the yeah. beginning. Um, and then we start seeing flash. We're like, what is going on? Like, what kind of what kind of uh, image are we looking at right now? And as it progresses, you you kind of like understand it. Oh, it's a turkey, and <laughs> we get introduced to our main character, Mary, who is um, stitching up a turkey to you know kind of get better at stitching and and practice her surgery skills. Yeah, and to um, you know because she's in school, so she's trying to be a med student and get into that profession so you can kind of understand why she's doing that um not too much happens there until we go to the next scene which is her in school and right off the bat this fucking teacher dude i want to slap him and this is what i mean like these characters feel like cartoons in a way because it's how he like talks is very like outlandish and not like what would be in the real world no yeah um so like, he's just having a lecture, and then Mary's phone goes off because she has to silence it. And then um, he he uh, you know starts talking to be like, hey, make sure that phone's off because it's very fucking rude. And, and it's like, oh my god, this need a big She was silencing it. <laughs> yeah, and then you find out like, the phone rings again, but it's on silence, and it just says, "I'm student loans." So you know, okay, so she's a struggling student, you know, pretty much like all other like college people like you Aaron like yeah, I know that you you're still paying off your loans right yep yeah <laughs> I haven't gone to college um, yet so I kind of dodged that bullet I guess even though I have all the stuff to pay for but yeah so uh, she you know wraps up the class and then she talks to um, Dr. Grant or Professor Grant and you know kind of apologizes like oh I'm really sorry um, that it kind of went off and then he's like well just make sure it doesn't happen again and he's like sorry he's not going to get you anywhere he's a surgeon or something like that and yeah it's just like a complete hard ass like I'm pretty sure there are professors out there that, oh, are, definitely. that are like that I have had them before yeah. <laughs> it's like I understand that in college you're, not, you're a higher level of education and you're working towards your career or what what you would want to be your career yeah, I don't think 
the teacher should be acting like that. I don't care if it's to, you know, kind of have the realism of real world, mm-hmm. even though people aren't really going to talk to you like that in the real world unless you're, like, really fucking up or, like, pissing yeah. them off. But um, just to have a phone go off, like, I'm sorry. Like, this, like, how many kids were in there? Maybe, like, 20? Like, yeah. I'm, something's going to happen. Like, sorry, you something's know? Bound to, yeah. It's, like, it's, it's bound to be some kind of interruption. And the other thing is, we don't know if this is, like, something that's happened before or... Mm-hmm. If it's like a one-time thing, like oh, her phone went off once. Okay, just cut her some slack. But if it's happened multiple times, then I guess I can kind of understand yeah. why you'd be upset. But we don't get that context. Yeah. Um. Uh, then we um, move into the parking garage where she calls back to student loans, and they're like, "Have we seen that you've like missed your last like three payments or whatever?" And um, she's like, "Yeah, but I wasn't told that you know my services are going to be cut off or anything." And they're like, "Oh, well, I guess someone must have messed up." And um, and whatnot. So she's like, okay, we're going to do something that we don't normally do. So we're going to restore your services, um, but we just need to make sure that you're able to pay, I think it was like 360 something dollars. Yeah. Um, like, okay, yeah, 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 I can do that. And like, when can you do it? And she's like, uh, maybe in a couple of weeks. <laughs> um, but as she's talking, um, Dr. Grant, you know, comes and gets into his car and just like listening and uh, whatnot. And then I have another quote right here that kind of, like, pissed me off. It's, like, he said to her, like, he has, like, enough, enough useless twats in class. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, dude, this you guy is just such a way. fucking Never mind, piece of shit. Person, but... Yeah. And to, like, even, like, solidify, like, how deep she is in, like, debt and everything. It's, like, when she goes back home... Her fridge is empty. Mm-hmm. She's got no food other than the turkeys. That can we talk about how the light inside of her fridge is red? You know what? That? Yeah. Now that you're thinking of it, I wonder if that's like a, that must have been a foreshadowing thing. Mm. It must have been because I did look at that, but I didn't really put two like and two process, together. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. That's a good catch there. Like I said, there's a lot of red in this movie, like the yeah. lighting. Oh, there really is. It's very like neon and industrial, like you were saying. Uh. But yeah, just it's so sad realizing like how deep she is on this and not getting any help. I mean, like her nana calls her. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, I'll give you some money and whatnot. And th- this part's actually really funny because like, they're on the phone and she's like, oh, well, I'll, I'll wire you some money. And I was like, no, 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 it's fine. No, no, no. And she's like on a uh, computer scrolling for like job listings and yeah. stuff. And then her nana's like, oh, you know what I saw on TV the other day? You know, you know people just like having sex just to have sex and there's no meaning. She's like, oh, yeah, nana, I don't know why anybody would do that while she's like scrolling through like, like, um, you know, hookups and stuff. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, yeah, I don't oh, know yeah, why I anybody do. would do that. Um, <laughs> She's like, don't worry, Nana. I'm not gonna like you know just have sex for no no reason. Cut to the next thing. She goes to the club. Yeah, she has strip club for yeah. an interview. Oh, it's so good though. I I love all all the sceneries in in this movie are good. They're very minimal, but they're great. Yeah. Um. So she arrives at this club to you know get the interview, quote unquote. Uh, meets up um, with the guy Billy. Uh, and then we see in the background too before we even get introduced to her as Beatrice is up there like dancing and stuff because you kind of look at her like she definitely catches your eye because she's like that girl yeah. looks a little weird um, not that there's anything wrong with that uh, but uh, Mary goes into the back and meets up with Billy they go like into the way way back um, she hands uh, him his her resume and he's like what, what is this it's like it's my resume I didn't know if I needed it he's like well not really for this job but it's good <laughs> to know people's dirty little secrets um it's a cool strip club owner <laughs> yeah 
I mean, this guy seems kind of harmless, but he's a little. He definitely is a little weird. Yeah, he's uh, creepy, but like yeah. harmless. Yeah. So um, he says, "Well, this is like now the uh, uncomfortable portion of the interview. It's like, take off your clothes." She takes off her clothes and like she, you know, she's just there just for the money. She's just like taking it off, like whatever's. She's like, "Is this good enough?" <laughs> and then he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And like, uh, "Go walk." And she's just like walking, like whatever. And he's like, "Well, you got to put a little bit more step into it." Um, but before she can like readjust herself, uh, I guess uh, his like bouncer or whatever. I think it's Lance that comes in, right? Was it a different yeah, dude? Yeah, I think it was Lance. I think it's Lance. He's a really tall dude with long hair. He always wears, like, sunglasses. He's like, well, you know, um, one of our guys isn't, like, calling back. He's like, he's not coming anytime soon. And Billy's like, what do you mean? He's like, well, you got to come here. So Billy leaves, then comes back in, like, one second. He's like, Mary, how far along are you for becoming, like, an official surgeon? And she's like, uh, not Just that a resident in, like, what, like, come on. <laughs> yeah, he's like... Well, do you want to make five five grand? She's like, "What do I got to do?" It's like, no questions asked. Don't don't ask any questions. So they're moving like down to like the, the basement area, or whatever. It's like, oh god, where the fuck is this going? So um, he's like, just don't ask any questions. And you know, she's still asking questions. Like, yeah, fucking forget it. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, no, no. I'll I'll do I'll do anything for five grand. Just let's, let's go do it. I won't say anything. And then we go into the room, and there's a guy on a table. <laughs> Where his like eye is missing, I yeah, think. And he's like slashed all the way. Yeah. Out of his body. It's like, what the fuck happened to this guy? We got like tortured or something. Yeah, it's like no back background or any context to like what happened. Uh, but yeah, she goes and does the surgery, and um, you know, kind of like after, like gotta make sure that he, you know, is well rested, get some medication, and then whatnot. Then she goes home. Seems okay until. We start to kind of see her break down, like and she actually processes what should just happened. Yeah, like her body is like going through shock right now because she goes to turn in the shower, and then she like cools herself off, and she's just like in the on the couch like a bat. Oh, it's, it's great. Mm-hmm. And you can see just like how this movie is really gonna make you go through some sort of emotions, even though at this right now it's not much. It's just like okay, well she did something that was you know really uncomfortable that she wasn't really expecting, but yeah. she needed the money. And this is what this whole movie is about. It's about she needs the money until she doesn't need the money anymore, and then she gets carried away. Mm-hmm. But, um, Aaron, I'll let you uh, take it away a little bit. All right. So a few days later, she is um, approached by Beatrice, mm-hmm. who worked at the strip club that she applied at. Oh, well, first she calls her on the phone. She's like, is this uh, Dr. Ma- uh, Mason? She's like, no, I don't know who you're talking about. Um, hangs up, calls again. Um, you know, I'm not talking Mason. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, so, but, so she ends up, uh, showing up at her house, though. Mm-hmm. And, um. Which is really funny. Yeah. Uh, so, Beatrice, as we mentioned, looks a little different. Um, mm-hmm. but she has had herself surgically altered to look like Betty Boop. Which and, I think they did a pretty good job of trying to recreate that. Yeah. And kind of made it look realistic, too. Almost like she had a botched, like, nose job. Yeah. And, like... and she's not, like, really scary looking. Maybe if, um, you know, a younger audience was watching this. I know I saw this when I was kind of young. Um, but, uh, yeah, she's not, like, super scary. Like, her voice is very, like, you know, calming yeah. and cute and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um... Yeah, I, I think she looks great, and she's a great character as well. Yeah. Um, so, 
she ends up offering Mary ten grand to perform surgery on one of her stripper friends <laughs> uh, named Ruby, who wants to who believes that like uh, you know she should be able to control how she looks mm-hmm. and you know do whatever she wants and she want doesn't want judgment as she's like a fashion model and mm-hmm. so she wants to have her nipples removed and her labia um, removed to look like a doll. Yeah, because um, no one sexualizes dolls. Is pretty much what she was yeah, saying. Exactly. Um, so, um, anyways, and then she tells her she's like, "I'll give you an extra two thousand dollars just for showing up at the clinic." Which <laughs> uh, she's, like, I think she's like eating too, and she's like, "Okay, when is this happening?" I'll, I'll, <laughs> like at this point, she's like, "I'm gonna do anything." Yeah, right. Do anything for money. I need it. But yeah, so she ends up. They want to. Uh, when I said a clinic, she's talking about a veterinary clinic too, where they work yeah. on animals. But I guess her niece works there, so she can get her in after hours. Dude, and... the quotes and that part is so good, dude. Oh yeah, I have so many. The niece. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, when they when they get there, it's like <laughs> when Beatrice is talking. It's like, Tessa, honey, don't be a cunt. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Tessa. <laughs> I know, it's just I so funny it. coming from her because her yeah. voice. Yeah, it's so cool. I love it. It makes me laugh every time. <laughs> um, So, and then, um, so she's kind of freaked out, but she needs the money, so she decides to go through with the surgery. Hmm. Um, But, uh, yeah, anyway, and then during her residency at the hospital, she ends up... um getting invited to a surgeon party by was it um dr grant dr grant and dr walsh dr walsh um the creepy dude um they're both kind of creepy oh yeah definitely um but so she ends up getting um like she he's like um talking to his class and he like makes her go out and tell these people that their father had a heart attack and died he's like this is one of the most important parts of the job you need to know how to talk to people Mm -hmm. and and that's when he decides to invite her to the party, and um, she's like, "Are you sure he, you know, wants me there?" And she's like, "Oh, it's his idea." And so, um, it's also really funny too when she's going to like, you know, break the news to those people, and then he asks, "How did that go?" And then she just goes, she's, "They're upset." Yeah, they're upset. <laughs> they're upset. Understandably like, rightfully so. so. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Um, so she ends up going to this party um, where she's. Immediately um, introduced to some to Doctor Walsh, some creepy dude, creepy doctor, mm-hmm. um, who doesn't seem like he belongs there. No, um, no, this whole scene is very off-putting. Yeah. immediately. Oh yeah, um, and he's like immediately talking, getting her a drink, and um, so that, but then she ends up coming across Dr. Uh, Grant and seeing some familiar faces. She hangs out, but then she turns out, end up getting drugged. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can kind of like tell, like, right off the bat that something was off. Yeah. yeah. And as soon as that happens to you, like, in the background, you see, like, people being filmed and shit, and, yeah. like, a girl's, like, on a table being, like, fucked with. It's like, what kind of fucking party is this, dude? Yeah, right. Um... Yeah. I'm a fucking motherfucker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a guy. fucking motherfucker. Uh. But, so she ends up getting drugged and raped by her teacher, um, Dr. Grant. Um, and we got, the, not super extensive, but like... A Nothing pretty, on like the extent of ice pit in your grave, yeah. but it's still very hard to Yeah, um, rape scene. Um, 
and she's like strapped down and drugged out. She's out of it, but she's still like conscious, so she mm-hmm. knows what's happening. Yeah. And um. Oh, and they're like, why do I keep picking movies that have freaking? Like, rape scenes? <laughs> I was wondering that too. I'm like, damn, where? Honestly, this? like I I forgot it was in this movie until like I was thinking about it a little bit more um, after I put it on the list. I was like, oh, I guess we're going to be doing two movies with rape scenes in it. One's <laughs> going to be really, really hard to watch, and then one's going to be like, it's still going to be hard to watch, but it's, you can kind of like get over it quickly, yeah. you know? Um, but then again, guys, like I was saying, and like I spit in your grave, if you guys know anybody or, if, you know, it happened to you yourself, please reach out to somebody um, or even just say, like, come talk to us and we'll get you on like the, the right path of the people to talk to. Please don't don't be silent. Say something. Yeah. But um, other than that, carry on. All right. Um, so then um, eventually after the party um, is over and, the, you know, she, uh, Grant she does his thing. She yeah. kind of recovers, wakes up. And the other thing that's, like, really fucked is that she wakes up and Grant's just laying there with her. Yeah, right? I was like, oh, yeah, it was just a party. It was great. Did you have a good time? No, no. But she wakes up and she's all, you know, obviously, you know, a mess, you know? Yeah. I would be, too, if something like that happened to me. I mean, I'm surprised that she was able to actually get up and leave. I probably would have called the cops first. Mm. But I know that she's probably just like she the mindset that she's into is like she's just not thinking obviously clearly because she yeah. was obviously traumatized. But so she ends up going back to the strip club and hiring their goons to kidnap Dr. Grant. Yeah. Um, where she ends up um, uh, like strapping him down and doing all kinds of modifications to him, like splitting his tongue, which is actually a pretty common thing I learned, too. Yeah, um, yeah. it's more common than it used to be, but, yeah, it's definitely something. I couldn't do it. No, it, it looked like it looks cool, but I wouldn't want it on my no. phone. No. But, uh, yeah, she splits his tongue, um, she kind of fucks with his uh, his nuts, his dick. Because um, mm-hmm. these are all the things she needs to practice after looking at that website and stuff, too, also. Oh, yeah. That um she saw online because Beach was like, oh, go check out her like website and everything and look at all the body modifications. Like she was looking at it at first, like she was kind of like weirded out, but I think she's knowing where the money is and like this is something yeah. she can do. So um that's what she's doing. So she's using Grant to practice all these common procedures so that way she can get better at them. Yep. She cuts off a couple of limbs. Um, sews his mouth shut. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she even eventually ends up dropping out of medical school and going into body mod um, surgery full-time. Yeah. Another thing that's, like, really fucked up, too, is, like, even Mary was, like, talking to, to Grant. Like, I just, he was, like, laying there. It's like, I know the reason why you invited me to that party is because I thought I was a prostitute. <laughs> no. I am not a prostitute, and I am now your worst nightmare. <laughs> Literally. So right. you're fucked. Right. He had it coming. Um, but word gets out, and uh, she's... You know, people hear about her, her, her work, mm-hmm. and um, so uh, and that she's willing to do anything that people want, basically, for cash. As long as it's not anything it's, wimpy. Yeah. Things <laughs> and shit. So, um, but yeah, so she does for under the counter price, um, and but she ends up coming, uh being hired by these two girls who are a pair of twins from mm-hmm. Germany mm-hmm. um and they want to have their left arms uh 
point, cut off and then swapped with each you know, other. You know who those twins are, right? Was that the sisters? Those are the Soska sisters. <laughs> yes, they they do tend to act in their own movies. That's awesome. I love shit like that. Um, and just like the the craziest thing too is like, yeah, I want I want our left arms to be swapped, and then we want devil horns and yeah. planted in our forehead. Um, but then, uh, while meanwhile, she's also keeping Grant prisoner, mm-hmm. um, where she ends up uh, getting caught by a security guard t- uh, torturing him. So she yeah, this, comes... yeah, so much shit that happens in this movie. Dude. Yeah, and it's like such a short amount of time too, though. Yeah, and like the detective dude that's like coming after her. Well, not really coming after, but it's like, hey, like we were told yes, that you were part of this thing, or, yeah, or whatnot. And then we also get like Billy, who's always fantasizing about Mary and shit. So it's like we got that going on, but he knows that Mary is never gonna like, yeah, love him or anything. Is her mind is just it's so altered at this point? Yeah to like just doing this because it's like what has essentially quote quote made her and she's making a lot of money from it so I mean yeah why would she have time to do like anything else you know and also like Billy fucking kidnaps like Dr. Walsh too which is really fucked up after Mary said no don't do anything it's fine because Billy's the one that made all this worse Mm -hmm. like for his quote unquote love for Mary I was just doing it with good intentions no dude like just stay out of it just stay out of it like you're fine. He doesn't need help, dude. Clearly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she kills the security guard and then a detective. Yeah. Oh, she like just bashes his head in. Um, but then she ends up getting a phone call from a detective wanting to come by, and he ends up coming by and talking to her, mm-hmm. saying she's a suspect. Based on not a suspect, but like you know, there. Yeah, she was on a videotape. Yeah. Well, they think that maybe she was part of it on the videotape even though she asked and we get revealed later that after Billy got Dr. Walsh he has the tape and is like watching mm-hmm. the portion of Mary yep. and then oh my god like, it, this is when it all really starts going downhill too because after she got a new house and like she's in a studio now so she can have more room um, and when the detective shows up too which is kind of like really sad she misses a call and then she calls back later and her Nana died Mm-hmm. So that kind of solidifies everything else for her to just be like, I really have nothing else to lose, so I really don't give a shit what the fuck happens. Yeah. And then um, she goes back to the club after and confronts Billy as he's getting his fucking like, dick sucked. And he's like, <laughs> oh, you shit. And Mary's like, did you have anything to do with Dr. Walsh's disappearance? He's like, no. No, 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 nothing. She's like, you know that she she knows that there was definitely something going on. Yeah. Um, and then after, like, uh, they go, I think, back to, like, the main room. She's like, oh, I gotta go powder my nose. And he goes into, like, the, the bathroom and, like, lays out, like, all of her utensils oh, yeah. and everything. Because there was that one girl, I guess, I don't know, maybe she was trying to get this girl to leave so that Billy could... I don't know the intentions here. Yeah. Of why she was going after this one girl. Does Mary actually like Billy? Was she jealous or something? But she um, ends up like pretty much attacking this girl, and then after goes out and says, "Oh, it was just a joke, you, you know." I guess you can't take things lightly or whatnot. What the fuck, girl? Um, then we go back to Billy, who is fantasizing again of Mary seducing and then stabbing the fuck out of him, and then wakes up with like, "Oh, well, yeah, whatever." Uh, then we get an announcement that Beatrice has quit the club and we kind of get like um, a little bit of a shot with Ruby and I think it was 
we find out it was um, her husband. Oh yeah. Finds out that she like, did the surgery. She on did her. all the surgeries and everything. He happy. Nope. And then I guess Beatrice kind of got like the shit beat out of her. We see her lying on the uh, on the floor to get you know the address out of uh, her so he could go find Mary. Mm-hmm. And this is when we kind of get to the very ending of the film. Like I said, this movie it has a lot going on, but it goes by so quick that if you want something that's really interesting, you don't really need to focus too much on it to understand what's going on. This is definitely a movie to go and watch at least once. I yeah. love this movie so much. Um, so, yeah, she um, Mary gets home and gets the call from Beatrice. It's like, yeah, well... Um, he, he's going to be coming after you. I'm sorry. I kind of gave him your address and whatnot. I, had, I really had no choice. And then right then and there, Mary, in the pitch black, gets attacked by the husband. And then she gets stabbed. But she kills him. And then we get kind of like a long crawl scene of her, like, you oh, know, yeah. going to... Just get her tools. Yeah, because she's like, I can sew myself up, you know, and like I can, um, I can fix this. I know how to fix myself. I, but, uh, I, I've been doing this for months now. So um, she ends up sewing herself, and then we get uh, a shot outside of the police cars there, and there's a detective, and these guys looking at a book, and they're all it like... It looks like the Necronomicon. Too. Yeah, I was thinking about that, too. So there's like a lot of like weird nods in this film to other like horror franchises or directors that I love it. There's a lot of like little um, Easter eggs everywhere. Um, yeah, they're like looking at the book. And they're all like gonna like throw up like, and there's like one guy in like the stairs is just like, oh, what am I looking at? <laughs> so this is like what is like a little bit more comedy and with like all the darkness more of this film. Yeah, um, yeah, they're looking at it. And then we see it, and it's just all pictures of Grant and everything that um, Mary did to him. And then we go into the room where Mary was sewing herself up, and she didn't make it. No, she died. But she died doing what she loved. Literally, and that's literally American Mary. There's very straightforward. It's very straightforward. There's a lot going on. It's um, palatable. It's a great film. I try to watch this movie like every now and then because I get like a a thirst for something weird, and this is definitely something weird. Yeah. Um, but I'm curious if anybody else has seen this movie and how you guys think of Catherine Isabel's um, performance because I think it's great. She holds the whole movie. I feel besides when Beatrice is in there, Beatrice is also very good. I love when she's in there. She, I don't know. She just makes me laugh. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. It's a great film. Mm-hmm. And I, I just love seeing, um, uh, Mary's character kind of crumble and turn into something completely new. Cause it's like, kind of get off that she's a little shy maybe at the beginning mm-hmm. and then Very she gets timid and like, yeah. And then she gets more of like her own boss. Like I can handle anything. I don't need help. Yeah. Uh, but if I had to rate this, I would probably rate this like a 9 out of 10. I love this film. It's very different. The Soska sisters are great. And um, even their performance in here is really, really good. Um, yeah, I forgot that um, Billy has like another guy who like helps her with the surgery and everything. But oh, they, yeah. they come out completely fine and whatnot. And nobody dies that she works on other than Grant. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he dies. We don't really see the ending, but... Of like his demise, does, but I think she probably killed him. Yeah. Uh, but what what would you uh, rate this, Aaron? Um, well, I enjoyed it a lot. As I don't see any, I can't, I couldn't find anything like wrong with it. It was enjoyable all the way through. It was mm-hmm. quick to the point. Um, 
it's an easy, easy I'm gonna say easy watch, but like you know, just a casual, good casual watch. Yeah, um, until you get to like the rape scene, yeah. that's like the hardest end to watch. But I'm probably about a nine too. Nine. Nine out of ten. Yeah. Awesome. This film was great. Um, I don't know, but this is how straightforward this film is. There's really not much to really talk about, but I am really curious to see who else has watched this movie and what your thoughts are on it. Um, next week, we have something very special planned that I'm going to be starting this week, is that we're going to be doing a giveaway. Mm. Um, I don't know what the giveaway is going to be yet, because this coming Saturday, the 20th, is our one-year anniversary of being a podcast. And um, <laughs> uh, we got... Um, I've been checking our ranks uh, on the um, good pods. Uh, they kind of they're a new app, but they kind of like get everybody there in the center and let you know like where your rankings are and everything on all like the, the charts. And we have been number thirty six, I think now, on the top indie fiction charts, and number forty two in the top fiction charts. So yeah. it's kind of weird that we're not in any kind of like movie category, but. Take it. I'll take it, you know. Like that's really, really cool. And um we've also been nominated um for the Stabby Time Awards, which is also a really cool dude is on um Twitter. He does a, like a lot of Michael Myers like stuff. He's really, really cool. And he's also making a movie called Massacre, which I'm uh kind of excited. It's, I think it's supposed to be airing sometime this year, I think. He has it on his um on his handles and stuff, but yeah, it's really cool, really exciting stuff and Next week, we're going to be covering The Return of the Living Dead with our guest, Shaun of the Dead, from The House That Screams. Mm. So we have a lot of awesome stuff happening um, this coming week. So I will update everybody when um, the giveaway is going to be live and when it's going to be. I'll probably have it run from maybe Tuesday through Sunday. I'll announce it the day after the one-year mark. Um, I think I'll probably be the best thing, give everybody a little bit more time and whatnot, but I'll be announcing everything on socials. But um, I think that's pretty much all that I have for this episode, unless there was any last things you want to say, Aaron? No, I think we covered it all. All right. Well, um, that was the Baron's Hideout Podcast. I was your host, Dustin. And I was your co-host, Aaron. And we'll see you guys next time. Thank you guys so much for all the support. Seriously. It's amazing. Thanks. And also to be nominated from other podcasts that I listen to, that I've never like even talked to you before. It's really, really cool. Right. So um, thank you guys so much for all the support. Keep it up. Go support other podcasts too. And we'll see you guys next week. Stay spooky. <laughs>